This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review and Houston Round Ball Review Radio with an August 31st one-on-nine update. In this podcast, I'm just going to talk about the Rockets and OKC. Game 5 Saturday, the butt-whooping Rockets put on OKC 114-80. As well as preview Game 6, which takes place Monday night, August 31st, tip-off at 8 p.m. Game can be seen nationally on TNT and locally on regional channels att sportsnet southwest as well as fox sports oklahoma if you didn't see it my goodness rockets put out the woods open up the can on okc saturday in their win okc struggled to make shots throughout the ball game throughout the first third and fourth quarter they had one good quarter one productive quarter offensively and now the second quarter Rockets led 24-14 at the end of the first quarter. OKC was 5-for-26 from the floor in the first quarter. Rockets weren't much better, but they were better. They were 9-for-23 from the floor in the first quarter. James Harden scored 11 points. He almost outscored OKC by himself. He had 11. OKC had 14. Second quarter, OKC the best shooting quarter of the ball game. 12 for 22 from the floor, scored 31 points. Dennis Schroeder had 18 points in that second quarter. He continues to be a problem the Rockets are struggling to solve. Halftime, Rockets led 48-45. 48-45, keep that in mind. 48-45 at halftime. Third quarter, third quarter was a ball game. This is where everything Separated the men from the boys. Harden scored 11 points in the third quarter. Eric Gordon scored eight. Robert Covington scored six. Rockets outscored OKC 37-18 in the third quarter. They blew open the ball game. Turned a three-point halftime lead into a 22-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Rockets were 13-25 from the floor, including six for 12 from three-point range. OKC was 8 for 21 and was 0 for 7 from three-point range. In that third quarter, roughly roughly the midway point of the third quarter, P.J. Tucker and Dennis Schroeder got into a little incident. Tucker set a hard screen on Schroeder. Schroeder, Schroeder, Dennis. Dennis, while he's trying to go around P.J.'s screen, his right arm, shoulder, his hand hit P.J. in the manhood area, politely termed the groin area. P.J. did not appreciate that, what man would, and walked back up to Dennis, who Dennis initially thought the foul was called on him. Ref called the foul on Tucker for the pick. Dennis went to the ref. While Dennis is walking to the ref, P.J. walks behind Dennis and hits him on the head with his head. I thought it was a headbutt, but officially Sunday, the NBA did not term it as a headbutt. I guess it was too soft. It was a love tap. Anyway, both players were ejected. Stucker was ejected for the head love tap, whatever you want to call it. Schroeder was ejected for the unnecessary hostile act of hitting PJ in the groin area. Sunday afternoon, the NBA announced both players were fined $25,000. Neither were suspended, so both will be available to play Monday night in game six. Great thing for OKC because basically 
Then it's been the offense for OKC through games two through five. Fourth quarter, Rockets started the quarter leading 85-63. Since Dennis was gone from the game, OKC's offense was gone. They were four for 23 in the fourth quarter. So OKC scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. Rockets won that quarter 29-17. They made seven threes in the fourth quarter. They were seven for 14 from three-point range. Robert Covington was four for six from three-point range himself. Covington scored 14 points. 14 of his 22 points came in that fourth quarter. 20 of his 22 points came in the second half. Harden finished the game with 31 points, 22 for Covington, and 20 for Eric Gordon. Like I said, the Rockets kicked butt, took names. OKC once again looked lost offensively. Shea Gildas-Alexander regressed into being the youngster that he is and did not play well, did not shoot the ball well. He finished the ball game a robust two for eight from the floor, zero for four from three-point range, four points. That's four points more than me and you, the listeners. Danilo Gallinari struggled once again. He's in a slump. He finished with one point, zero for five from the floor, zero for three from three-point range. Gildress and Danilo each had four turnovers. They combined for eight turnovers, combined for five points. That's not going to get it done. Meanwhile, Lou Dort took 16 shots. Rockets left him open. OKC passing the ball because he was open. Lou took 16 shots. Nine of them were three-pointers. He missed all nine of them. And most of those nine weren't even close. Weren't even close. He missed so badly, he got in his own head. But he hardly adjusted. He hardly dribbled in closer because most of those three-point attempts, he was by himself in the corner. The Rockets dared him to shoot the ball. They weren't concerned about him making the shot. So instead of <clears throat> dribbling in closer, trying to attack the basket, he kept jacking up threes. Clang, 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 go the trolley. Brick, brick, brick. Lou Dort, 0 for 9 from three-point range. 3 for 16 from the floor overall. Awful. 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 No free throw attempts. Like I said, he just was content to jack up threes, made little effort to attack the basket to get to the foul line. He's not much better free throw shooter, but he may have been, had a better chance of making free throws from 15 feet away than from 22 or 23-9 from the three-point line. Zero for nine from three-point range. OKC as a team, seven for 46 from three-point range. OKC... That's not their offense. They tried, I don't know if they tried to outdo the Rockets, beat the Rockets at their own game. The Rockets took 48 threes. OKC almost took as many threes as the Rockets. That's not successful basketball for OKC. Rockets made 19 of their 48 threes. 
OKC made seven of their 46. Do the math. That's 12 more made threes. That's 36 point differential. The Rockets won by 34. Oh my goodness. But the game was over at third quarter. Rockets outscored. The Rockets outscored OKC in the paint 44-34, which means another indication of Rock OKC got out of what they do best. Rockets outscored OKC in second chance points 13-10. The Rockets won the ball game by 34 points. They only lost the board battle by three, 58-55. OKC did little to nothing right. They had 18 turnovers. Rockets had 11. Rockets had 12 steals. OKC had three. So my only big issue I had with the Rockets is game was out of hand. Game was over. OKC Billy Donovan was playing his deep, deep bench reserves. Mike D'Antoni brought James Harden back in the ballgame with seven minutes on the clock. Why? For two more minutes of action, Harden was on the floor going against OKC Scrubs. Why? Two more minutes. What, what, what did those two minutes prove? To get James's conditioning rate back up? What, 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 what was that? OKC's deep bench reserves were on the floor. Deep. What is the point of putting Harden back on the floor for that? The game was over. Game was over. OKC, Donovan waved the white flag. Game was over. That's my issue right there. But as I stated, Rockets won by 34 points. OKC, the the time off because of the the player protesting game being postponed game five. I don't know if it disrupted their rhythm, whatever. But I know OKC's Danilo Gallinari is one for his last 12 from the floor. Going back to the first quarter of game five, game four, when he was two for three. Since then, he is one for 12. And most of them aren't close. So he is struggling. He's in his head. Rockets got Russ back in game five. Russ was three for 13 from the floor. Didn't shoot well. But he still finished with seven points, seven assists, and six boards. Russ still stuffed the stat sheet. Russ still forced tempo. Russ still played with pace. Russ being on the floor, that's his presence on the floor, impacted the ball game. The series is not over. Don't get me wrong. Game six, Rockets still have to get things done. Continue playing good defense. The defense for the Rockets has been the key in their wins in this series. The Rockets still aren't shooting the ball great. But the defense has been constant and consistent enough when they win. The defense is the main reason. Defense and low turnovers. When they lose, they've lost the two games in this series. Turnovers were an issue. Defense, poor one-on-one defense, poor health defense were the issues. Game six, Monday night, 8 o'clock. Get into it. This is the first chance for the Rockets to eliminate OKC in this series. OKC is 4-3 and three when having the chance to eliminate an opponent under Mike D'Antoni, including 3-1 and one in the first round. The 34-point butt-whipping is the Rockets' largest margin of victory in the playoffs in franchise history. And the fifth by 30 or more points, third time under Coach D'Antoni. That's pretty impressive right there. The Rockets have led by double digits in all of the games in this series. They've led, they've scored 110 points 
or more in four of the five games in this series. They have, like I said, this is another point. In game one, they shot 48.3% from the floor. Since then, they have not shot better than 43%. Defense is why they're winning this series. Not because they jack up so many threes. That's what they do. They miss a lot of threes. Defense is why they're winning it, why they're leading this series. OKC shot 31.5% from the floor in game five. They shot 48.8% in game four. OKC won that ball game, game four. Rockets won game five. Defense. Rockets outshot OKC in game five after being outshot in the previous three games in this series. Two of those three, the Rockets lost. Defense. Rockets have hit 15 or more threes in all five games in this series, including 18 or more four times. Rockets have hit 96 threes in this series. 96. That, that is the highest total through the first got five games of a postseason in NBA playoff history. No other team had more than 84. And the record entering this season was 77 by, you guessed it, the Rockets just last season. The Rockets attempted 48 threes in game five after attempting 50 plus in the first four games of the series, including a playoff record 58 times in game four. They made 23 in game four and they lost because the defense let them down. <clears throat> Rockets are averaging eight more three-pointers made in this series than OKC. That's what they do. But they win because of low turnovers and improved defense. The Rockets have shot 39.6% from three-point range over the past two games in this series after shooting 32.1% earlier in the series. They're still not getting to the line a lot. They're averaging 16.8 free throw attempts in this series, including just 12 free throw attempts the past two ball games. Rockets have recorded more assists than OKC in four of the five games in this series, including 25 or more three times. Their assist total from game five, when they won by 34 points, they had 28 assists on 43 buckets. OKC had 11 assists on their 29 buckets. Rockets were 43 for 100 from the floor. OKC was 29 for 92 from the floor. Defense. Defense. I'm old school. I'm a defensive guy. I'm a fan of defensive basketball. That's why I don't really like seeing teams jack up threes left and right. But that's on offense. If you play defense, defense should be constant. You will always win if you outscore your opponent, if you Limit your opponent to scoring less than you. That's basic. That's basic basketball. That's basic sports. Defense. 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 For as much bigger as OKC is, the Rockets have outscored OKC by a total of 12 points in the paint in this series. Dennis Schroeder is the reason why OKC's bench has outscored the Rockets bench. Houston's bench has been outscored by a total of 42 points over the past two ball games after outscoring OKC's bench by 18 the first 
three ball games. Dennis Schroeder is the problem. Dennis Schroeder is the reason why OKC is in this area. Dennis Schroeder and the Rockets defense comes and goes. <clears throat> haters for it's for the haters, the James Harden haters. James Harden is averaging 31.8 points, eight assists, and 6.6 rebounds in this series. LeBron, Michael Jordan, Oscar Robertson, and Russell Westbrook are the only other players to have averaged those numbers in a postseason with at least five games played. That's the list. That's it. Harden has scored 30 or more points four of the five games in this series. Harden scored 31 points on 11 for 15 shooting in game five. He has scored 30 or more points while shooting 50% or better two times in this series after doing so just once in his uh, in 11 games the last last postseason. Harden has a total of 11 free throw attempts over the past two games after averaging 11, the first three games. So even James did not get into the line the last two games. Game four, he went to the line. The team went to the line one time in the second half. As I said, Russell Westbrook had seven points, seven dimes, and six rebounds in 24 minutes of action in game five. First game back from the quadriceps injury. He was a little rusty, but still. His impact, his presence on the floor is huge for the Rockets. Eric Gordon is averaging 19.4 points this series after averaging 7.5 points per game in the two games he played versus OKC in the regular season. He has scored 18 or more in four of the five games in this series, including 20 or more three times. P.J. Tucker has scored in double digits in three of the five games this series. And in 17 of his 33 playoff games as a Rocket, Robert Covington is averaging 18 points over the past two games after scoring a total of 18 points in the first three games. Daniel House has been a consistent, reliable offensive threat in this series for the Rockets. House is averaging 14.2 points per game on 44.6% field goal shooting including 38.2 from three. He's also averaging 6.8 rebounds per game and 2.2 assists per game. Jeff Green is averaging 15.6 points on nearly 51% shooting from the floor. Uncle Jeff has scored 20 or more points twice in this series. He has scored 20 or more points four times prior in his playoff career. So one, one thing I noticed is Ben McLemore. Ben's minutes have been limited the last few games because he seems to not be on the same page defensively as his teammates. Many times I've seen PJ, James Harden, Eric Gordon talk to Ben strongly, firmly, about not being in the right spot defensively, not being in the right position help side so if the players notice it i'm sure the coaches notice it and like i've said many times in this podcast defense will be the key to win this series um, will be a huge key in as far in taking the rockets as far as they want to go in these playoffs 
So if Ben is not on the same page defensively, then Ben ain't going to be playing a lot. So it's up to Ben to get on the same page with his teammates to continue being that string of successful defense, of knowing where everybody is at all times. Defense, defense, defense. Couple things and I'm almost done here. Okay, last few days came out that um, roughly 20% of NBA players were had been registered, had registered to vote. That is ridiculously low. 20%. That is representative of the problem in America when it comes to voting. Not enough Americans vote. I am beyond, as I've said previously, I am beyond tired of the indifference and apathy toward people have, some people have toward voting. And some of those same people who don't vote complain about the system. Complain the system doesn't work for them. Well, if you're not part of the system, how do you expect the system to change? So the players are registering. They have registered to vote. That's obviously an important step. Now you got to get them vote. That's another step in the process. They are doing voter drives. They are being part of getting their owners to open up their NBA facilities, NBA arenas, more specifically, to be voting centers for this coming election. That should be an annual thing. At a minimum. Every year, NBA franchises, NBA arenas, Major League Baseball, NFL, should those stadiums should be voting centers. If it is conducive, if there's not a game scheduled, they should be voting centers. More people, more Americans need to be involved in the voting process. As I've said many times, if voting were not important, why do so many politicians try to keep folks from voting? I'm going to say this, rest in peace, rest in power, rest in heaven to Coach Lute Olson, Coach John Thompson, player Clifford Robinson, and actor, icon, Chadwick Boseman. All four of those men impacted so many people by how they lived their lives. Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, that role was so important, is so important to people who look like me. And for those who don't understand that, don't appreciate that, don't accept it, don't acknowledge it, I can't help you and I won't try to help you. You have your own issues. Black Panther, the movie, I've seen it probably five or six times now. I've seen it three times the last two days. Um, friends of mine texted that they had seen on Twitter that Chadwick passed. It stunned me. It hurt me to see footage of his appearance on Jimmy Fallon's show and people talking to the poster of the Black Panther, not realizing that Chadwick was behind, was backstage, hearing those folks, seeing those folks talk about how much that role impacted them. I cried because that role was important to people that look like me. 
that role is important to people that look like me. Rest in power, Chadwick Bozeman. This morning, I uh, saw the news that Georgetown coach John Thompson, Big John, passed away. So in the span of a few days, as I stated, Coach Lou Olson, first at Iowa, then Arizona. Clifford Robinson, basketball player, first at UConn, NBA career, 18 years, Portland, a couple years at the Pistons, Suns, and now Monday morning, Big John, Coach John Thompson. Tell the people you love you love them. Don't take it for granted. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Reminder to also listen to my podcast available on the podcast platforms as well as on my Roundball radio station, which is located at roundballreviewradio.airtime.pro. For more audio from me as well as podcasts discussing the Houston Rockets, Houston Texans, HBCU sports and culture, and also women's basketball. Also, be sure and watch or listen to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBCU Sports, and his co-hosts, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. You can watch the show each Tuesday evening on Facebook Watch, or you can also tune in to Houston Roundball Radio each evening. I broadcast the show during 8 to 10 on Houston Roundball Review Radio. It's also available on the YouTube channel at Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. I am KG of the Houston Roundball Review. Visit my website at HoustonRoundballReview.com for articles and links to my podcasts and videos. While you're at the site, please support me and the HRR by contributing via PayPal or you can use the Cash App, which is my name, Christopher Gardner, K-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can sign up via links on my site to get the Disney bundle, which includes Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu. So that's online streaming, programming, and sports. Save 25% when you bundle all three. The popular anime series One Punch Man is one of the programs available on Hulu. The Houston Roundball Review has been around since 1994. Houston Roundball Review Radio is another avenue for me to share news and info with you. Keep in mind, the Houston Roundball Review, local name, national perspective. Thank you for your time. Take care.